Okay, if you're just joining us, this is the Order Room Podcast, episode 48, and we are discussing states of the nations of the nation of Nigeria. So we have two political analysts and commentators in the house today that we are dissecting the issues of poverty, corruption, and the election and issues that matters to the commonwealth of Nigeria and the well-being of our people. So if you're just joining us, this is the Order Room Podcast. So right now, let us go to the 2019 elections. Both parties, or most of the parties, have released their party manifestos. There has been a vice presidential election debate. At this point, we know what each party wants to do. There are plans for Nigeria. So now, how do you all see the 2019 election? Is there a level playing ground for all the political parties that are vying for the presidential election? And also, what are the chances of each of those political parties at winning at the polls in 2019? Well, I think I'm going to come in there when it comes to uh, 2019 election. I think 2019 election is going to be uh, more, of, more of a referendum rather than an election. It's going to be uh, a revolution. And I believe that after 2019 election, I believe Nigeria as a country will begin to get it right. And I just wish it would be so. Anyway, if you look at what has been happening so far in the campaign train, you know, I've been a member of AAC, African Action Congress. There are a lot of things that I really like, see about my party that I believe that sometimes they said it's easier than said than, than done. I can tell you I'm going to build bridge from here to you uh, to Singapore. I can tell you anything, but I did I have the way to do that. These people can give you, they can produce what we call the best grammar, the best presentation, the best. At the end of the day, what they're going to give you in the manifesto is going to depend on what, what they are telling you. These people have been, PDP was there for 16 years, and this is the uh, fourth, this is fourth year for APC government. Can you tell me what a PDP achieved for 16 years? After presenting good, very good manifesto for us, we're going to do, we're going to do, at the end of the day, we get nothing in return. The country is messed up. What I always say is that my party is positioned to put Nigeria on the right path. We are positioned to, to give Nigeria the right cost, the right food, the right road, good education. We are also prepared to give them the best medical, uh, 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 good medi- best medical that we can provide for them. Also, we have what, what we call our radical movement. This is not more of a radical. What we want, we just want a country that works for all. We want Nigerians can wake up in the morning, midnight. We want security. We want job security. We want good road, hospital. We want education. We want people to wake up with good living wage. Like we said, we are proposing 100,000 uh, Naira as minimum wages for all federal workers, which, we, which we're going to achieve if we won by 2019 election. Uh, for the benefit of those who just joined uh, this podcast, you just heard the voice of Mr. Tunji Iwaini. He's a political commentator and a member of the AAC party, which is the Take It Back movement. So he just outlined the manifesto and the plans of the AAC party led by uh, their presidential candidate, Omar Yele Showore. He just outlined their manifesto for the 2019 election. So now, at this point, we'll move next to our next political analyst, uh, Mr. Kunle Ogwande. Ogwande, yes, which is a member who is a member of the 
Green Party of Nigeria to also tell us about the viability of their political party for the election and also if there's a level playing ground for all the parties to to be able to win the election next year or is skewed towards some certain political parties. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a member of uh, GPN, actually, but I know that my, my party, we are not even the third or fourth or fifth force because we don't have what it takes now based on what we have on ground in Nigeria, political scenario. Because uh, in Nigerian political scenario, what is created now due to poverty, you need a lot of money, a lot of funds, even to campaign, not to talk of running an election. So we are not in the position right now to even fight so much to achieve so much. We're just like starting to learn. Uh, but I'll tell you today that the podcast scenario of Nigeria, when when a scenario where we have only two parties that are the major parties fighting each other, it's like we have two devils where where where, where we find ourselves within two devils that we have to choose one. That's why you see some other small parties aligning with either PDP, APC, they call themselves cool. Even I'll tell you that my own GPN, most of my people are trying to are aligning already with AC and all that. I don't blame them because of the situation on ground that you need a lot of money and structure. And to control structure in Nigeria to, due to poverty, you need a lot of money, a lot of funds across Nigeria as a big country. Imagine to, to run offices in 36 states and have staff there in Nigeria. You know what it costs. So, and who are the people with the money to run these things? Those are the people that are in the past in the government that have this money that you call corruption. Because if they don't have that money, they cannot run the structure to have a strong party. Like what you say is, when, when, when people talk about 16 years of PDP, I ask people question. I'm from Lagos State. My father is from Ogun State. I was born in Lagos State. But my, Lagos, my state has never been ruled by PDP. It has been ruled all the 20 years we have by the same APC there by Bola Tinumbu. And Bola Tinumbu came with nothing. He has three private jets. It was eight years of Bola Tinumbu was under PDP. And he became very rich on that. And he's using the money to control us now. So when you talk about Nigeria generally about one party, I don't see one party as corrupt. I see every politician as corrupt. Because all of them are interwoven. They've been present. There's no, nobody in APC today that is not... Oshio Mole has been... He was governor under PDP. And he was corrupt. All of them, the chairman... This uh, vice president was a commissioner under Bolatinubu, commissioner of justice in Lagos State. So they are all people, they are still the same people, same PDP or PD, they are all the same people. So that's why I decided not to really think, talk about party. When we talk about corruption, we're, we're in a situation where we either choose one. Yeah, so if you look at the best, what we want, what people want, you can say. We have people like Shore, like me too. I would love to see Shore there. The point here is can, can we get him there? I always call Shoure the next Awolo, the president, the best president we never had. That's how it's going to turn out to be. You know why? Because Nigeria is basically divided into three. The northern people, they don't believe in what we believe. They don't even believe in education. That's what happened to Awolo. Awolo is even stronger than Shoure politically, with structures. But he cannot even win the north to make him the president. We have 36 states. 21 belong to the northerners. 
We have only five for us. You know, I advise, I always say, this, somebody like Shure, why can't you just try to be like what our Lord do? Be a force in the Southwest to help us develop. You know the problem we have? When we have problems like somebody like Bolatino who designed to divert us to the national issues and forgetting the way we came, where we started from. You know, Aulawo, he fights in the national issue, but when it comes down, it comes down to the South to develop his own people by creating free education. You know, we don't have free education on a national level before. It's, it's only at any time, it's Aulawo that created it only for Western states. You understand? We Western, yeah, think we South, Southwesterners, We've been developing on our own without the federal system. Even when Shagari, all of them were, when Shagari's government was very corrupt, but yet we still have free education. Jack Conde was able to build over one million units of flats under the same corrupt government because we take care of ourselves. But now, people like Bolatimbu leave us alone, concentrate on national issue, presidency. We have the vice president. Obasundi has been president. We are still nothing. And we are going down. We Yorubas used to be the most educated people, but now uh, our boys are Yahoo. Even they are educated, they don't even have jobs. I told somebody, I noticed some, somebody, all the banks are used in Nigeria. When you enter there now, do you believe 70% in Lagos State, most of those banks are, are Igbos, not no more Yorubas. We have our boys graduates driving Uber or Yahoo boys. Because we Yorubas are losing what we are to the national politics we are fighting. You know, the political scenario today. Let me conclude is APC and PDP are the major force. But right now, APC has the upper hand because they are trying, doing all the best to use their incumbency to cross PDP. And they are cru crossing most of PDP structures. So right now, we, might, we, we find ourselves in a way that we, 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 we go on like 10 years to have one, one party ruling us, which might be APC. That's the danger we're in now. We're going to have a one-party system. The way Bola Tinubu run Lagos State for 20 years on one-party system, I guess that's what we're going to have for the next 20 years if we don't take time. We just think we're fighting. We can fight. To fight is easy. To win is very, is more important. I, I think, uh, let me just quickly uh, drive in there. I think if you look at uh, how our political, uh, political uh, uh, system shaped, since 1999. Like I've said earlier on, and I'll repeat that again, that uh, people see people don't see politics as called to serve anymore in Nigeria. Back in those days, you see politics as called to serve. People, these days, you see politics as called to enrich yourself and your generation. That is why you see that when you see a father who is a minister, he wants his son to be in the House of Reps or a senator. When you see a father who is going out as a as a governor, he won the son, he won the daughter or the son to be to be either House of Assembly or commissioner or even deputy governor, because they see this thing as a lucrative business. Until when we begin to look at ourselves, that we need to move out of this polit politicsing and move up to what we call a development development process for ourselves, we still remain the way we are to today. Tunumbu became governor in 1999. Actually, if you remember the the tussle between Tinubu and uh, and uh, Williams, for Fusha uh, Williams, you realize that then Fusha Williams was trying to take over Lagos from Tinubu, but at the end of the day, Fusha Williams lost his life. And look at the way he died. You realize that then you realize that politics begin to take shape. Politics is like, in fact, it's like working in NPC. That's that's where it is right now. People protect their dynasty so much that. They don't want to leave that power. They want to remain in that in mainstream politics. 
What has Tinubu done to Yoruba since he became gov since he became governor? Since 1999 to today. Nothing. What is working well in Lagos? Nothing. Let's go to Ogun State. Ogun State was the rule between APC and PDP. What has PDP done in Ogun State? Nothing. What has APC done in Ogun State? Nothing. Let's go to other part of this, other part of South also. All we see is just you see them propaganda on, on, on media. Oh, they, they do this, they are doing this, they are doing that. End of the day, how can we transcend? We need to educate ourselves. We need to talk to our family back home on the need of call political education, political orientation on what we need, what we can do to help ourselves. We have to tell ourselves the truth. These people don't love us. They want to remain there with their family. Today, you see a king. For example, if you look at under APC right now in Lagos State, the son of Akiolu is going for House of Reps. Son of, uh, uh, what's the name of this, this man? What's his name? Musin um, Obanikoro. Uh, Son is going for as of as of reps also, Etiosa and Lagos Island. You can imagine that the kind of dance that people are trying to build. We need to break this 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 chain. This this struggle. We need to start this struggle. We need to let people know that look, you can put your family there, but we want back our country. We need to take back our country from these people. We need a better structure. We need to educate. No, no. There's no way AAC can be on grassroots within nine months of, of being a political party. You still need people to educate people on the need for getting back our country. Most people say, oh, when I vote, my vote is lost. I prefer to, to vote and waste my vote than vote. I've been voting since, since, since 1990 to date. What have I achieved as in as Nigeria? Nothing. The only thing is just that I achieved is just I'm using that passport to travel. Any other thing, nothing. My education, nothing. Nothing because I, I my secondary school was public actually. After okay, the let, school. let's just let's stay on the topic. This is more about uh, how equal each party, what opportunities each each party has to win the election, and we can all agree that at least in Nigeria, for you to win the presidential election, you need to have at least ten thousand words and polling agents Thank in you. Nigeria. So the so-called third force that has invaded the media space, how can the third force win an election, especially a presidential election, like the 2019 election that we have coming? How can this so-called third force, do they need to merge to be able to take it back from the two established parties? Because take it or leave it, on a more practical level, we are operating a two-party system. Yeah, thank you. Which is basically APC and PDP. They have the structure. Yes. So this third force, how can the third force be an actual force and not just a pushover in 2019? Let me me quickly say something about that. You know, the third force, people like GPO and OAC, all of us, we're talking about, yeah, there's no, we don't, there's no structure to win an election. It's like we're just doing advertisement. Someone like Trudeau is just advertising. It doesn't have even, cannot say I have what chairman I have meetings with. It doesn't, you know what I mean? The structure, as you said, is about what grassroots. Like APC, they know, Bola Tinubu can sit down and say he has a meeting today with what chairman of, the chairman of local governments is controlled by APC. 
or PDP in different levels, you know. And these people don't have. You know, the funniest thing about when people say thought post, when I go down to, after INEC registration, I ask myself, this AAC is a rest party. How many registered people they have in the upper house of assembly? You can read. If you don't have the house of assembly, you don't have people in the house of rep, and you become the president, do you think it's going to be easy for you to run that government? Because this is no military government. The house, will not, you know what I mean? Through this corruption, if like APC or PDP has more people in the house and you don't even have at all, do you think you can have, run the government successfully the way we want? The fact is you cannot because you need the house. That's what we do in, in, in this kind of federalism. You need the house. But, you know, the problem is I see thought force to me as a joke. I don't involve myself in jokes. The only people we have on ground that could go is either this major parties you talk, two-party system, PDP or APC. We are within two devils. It's how to choose the lesser one that should be, we should concentrate on for now. We can talk about the f future should be a thought force. But for now, within these two months, we are looking, 100 days we are looking at election, we have two people, two parties. And you see those two parties, the incumbent are full of people who don't tolerate opponents. People like Bola Tunumbu or Shomole, they don't tolerate opposition. And they will do anything. And you know, the, the worst thing about Nigerian politics when I got involved in it is our major security people, all these DSS, NSS, police are always involved fully. And they are corrupt. And they dance to who choose them, who put them there. Who put them there? They are the incumbent people. The IG is ready to do anything for you today. Whether it gets a call from Oshomole or from the presidency. You understand? You can see that it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, you cannot see the way they do to people like Dino Melaye, the opposition, even within the system. What they do to them with police and harassment and all that. You understand? That means they don't tolerate opposition. The problem we have on ground is to face the reality. There's, what, that's why I started with what we want and what we can get the fast. Nigeria, let, let me put simple thing to you today. Nigeria is divided into three. And God knows why. I tell you, and we have to be together. The northern people determine the political power. When I started as a young man, I'll tell you this story of Musa Yadwa. I was a support. SDP, I was a supporter of Falai. I was financial secretary in the state. When Musa Yajua started his campaign, came to Lagos in City Hall, he said something that I took in my left hand. I did not eat with it. He said, political power belongs to the north. Administrative power belongs to the southwest. And the economic power belongs to the east. If you draw up the Nigerian map today, why he said that? He said, the major land that called Nigeria almost... 70% of the land belongs to the northerners. We have 36 states. 21 states is to the north. And you know one thing? Everywhere in the world, even in Nigeria, it's tribal politics. Most of the time, the northerners vote for the northerners. I will not always win his own area. The Hippo people win his own area. It has been established like that. If you are Yoruba man, you are bound to win Yoruba state. You know that? That's what we have on ground. I don't know the next generation. So when, you, when we're talking about this now, politically, APC has a better chance than any other person with the structure we have on ground now because they, they have managed to crush enough structure of their opposition, which is PDP. Currently, you know, the PDT, PBT, the PDP chairman moved to um, join APC recently in Lagos two months ago. And I'm telling you, 
As of last week, we still have people from PDP joining APC and declaring fully. So we are, it's, it's like we have a one-party system at hand now. I think I'm, I'm, a big, I'm going to uh, disagree when you talk about the, the thought force cannot be on ground. I think one of the problems we are having right now is just that Nigerians as a whole, we do not trust ourselves. We do not trust the process, democratic process in our country. We believe that these people who have been lost for a year will remain like this forever. I think, look, look, listen to his, uh, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to criticize him because that's his own opinion. But looking at what he was saying and listening to that, I realized that one thing is that if we continue to reason like this, we cannot take back our country. One of the problems right now that AAC as a party is having is just dominating the northern part of Nigeria. Because I believe for the southwest and the south-south, AAC is well known, a well-known party. And there's no way, there's no way you can win, you can take back this Nigeria in just one day. It's a process. Is is a process that we have to go through. The if you look at other young parties like um, Young Progressive uh, uh, Progressive Party uh, under uh, Christine Morgan Lou and uh, Allied Congress Party of Nigeria under Obezekwili and uh, 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 Alliance for New Nigerian Party Faladrutoe, realize that most of all these people they are not really in content in content contending for the presidency. Oh, many of them where they are. We all know the truth. They're looking for political appointment. At the end of the day, many of them are going to withdraw from the from the from the from the election. Many of them are going to are going to give up because they know what they are doing. See, the real party that we have right now is AAC. Like I said, not because I'm a member of AAC, because I look at uh, the discussion on media and also what's on ground in Nigeria. What are the campaign? AAC is the only party today in Nigeria that takes its campaign to grassroots. You're talking about being on ground today. Look at what happened. Uh, uh, APC uh, are starting that campaign at Kwaibom State. Most of the people that came there, they were paid to come there and appear and go back home with money in their pocket. Immediately, Buari begins to give uh, his lies as usual, speak reading from, the, from his manuscript, like that. People begin to walk away from the stadium because they're not ready to listen to him. This is the same thing we'll be having. On to begin to believe in ourselves, and to begin to believe in our generations, we will still continue in this slavery or enslaving ourselves in this political uh, uh, kind of environment that we are today. AAC is a party that is here to make changes, and we must support him. We must continue to campaign for him. We must let people know that this is the right time for to take back, take back our country. You're talking about issue of Awolowo. If you remember how Awolowo failed, it was issue of Awolowo between Awolowo and, and uh, Akintola. That was how Awolowo was not able to uh, conquer not. Like we said, that Ibo will say that Yoruba are betrayers. Well, that will leave that story for another day anyway. But what I want to say is just that we have to believe in the political process that we are in today. You have to play your part. Why I play my own part? If it doesn't win, it's all good. If it win, it's all good. But you, we can't continue. We have been saying this thing for years. Oh, you don't have a structure on ground. You cannot win an election. Do you believe that even APC as a party don't have structure everywhere? They only have people who are jack ballot boxes for them and they get paid. They only get people who write election results for them and they get paid. They have the INEC in their pocket. They have the police in their pocket. They have the arm. They have all Nigerian forces in their pocket. So we need a good grassroots politics mobilizer to be able to take back our country from these people. I'm not trying to say your point is not right. Your point is right. It's your opinion. But 
What I think we should do right now, you have to start the change from yourself alone. You have to start believing in your generation. If you don't believe in your generation, you cannot take back your country. If you begin to believe that, oh, he cannot win because he has no structure, this is what we have been telling ourselves since 1999, if I could remember. That, oh, this party does not have many followers, they can't win. If you look at how they transcend, at least let's support him. Let's take back our country. PDP has failed us. APC has failed us. Like I said, that both APC and PDP, they are the same people, the same umbrella. Only that they have different names. They have the same intention, which is to kill us politically. They don't want other parties to rise. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, sometimes, like, uh, I learned something, that history is a good teacher. I think uh, your own generation, you grew up to know from 1999 about politics. I, my father used to be an Hawaiist and work with Ahola War, or, and I'm, I'm old enough to know about Ahola War. I'm, all, I'm one of the most passionate people about Ola when I was young as a baby, because when I hear him talk, I'm always moved. Ola, maybe there are some stories they talk about, the are betrayal, most of those stories are false. I've discussed with some Igbo guys, I think you should go and read back history. There's no time we betrayed the Igbo, Ola betrayed the Igbo people. Ola was never in the military. You want to find a military war, you come and meet a civilian to support you, how can he? He's not in the military. You have the Obasanjo's, Adekunle Faju is in the military who's supposed to support you. You understand what I mean? When you talk about those things they call the Britain, it's, it's pure lies. It's misconception. You know, Aulawa has been winning since I was young. You, we, me and you know that. Even when AD, under Bolaige, won, when Obasanjo became president, all the Yoruba state voted for Falai. AD won all that. It did not win. From Aulawa's time, Yoruba has never lost the state. We always win together, no matter the fight between Akitola. We still always make sure we win. You understand? We're always together. But the problem about the political scenario of Nigeria right now is you have to understand. If you don't understand what you want to go and fight for, you want to go and fight a war, you must know strategies and where weak and where. You know, let me tell you something. So, where is a Yoruba guy? Elections are not won by votes in Nigeria. I'll tell you this one today. I've been an electoral officer in Casino. You know the Northerners? You see when they show children voting? Before the election day, they have the result in the North. It's, it's, a, it's a callous area where you cannot even go and say no there. I'll tell you, Shoure will never win the North. If you cannot win, if you, if you already lose 21 states to 36 states, where you have nowhere to go. You understand what I'm, what I'm telling you? So they can, it's just like, you know how we became, how the first president, don't remember the first Yoruba president? was voted for in the North, which is Obasanjo. Obasanjo said something when I went, attended one of the meetings in his, in his farm one day. He said, if you want to fight these people, if you don't include yourself in them, you cannot fight them from outside. I will all fought them from outside. They never win. He went within the houses, right? They vote, you know, it's very, it's uncommon anywhere. And it can never happen again that the houses voted for Obasanjo. We Yorubas denied him. Second time we now say, oh, you know, something that is our son, then we start supporting. That's how we, Yorubas, gain ground to federal system. Because he went in, within them, pretended, got the power, and come back. You remember when he won the election? He now came back to the AD that did not vote for him, people like Bolaige, and start putting them in the government. You understand what I mean? We cannot win these people from outside. 
Because the northerners, without the northerners, without agreement with the northerners, Yoruba man can never be president. You can take it, you can accept it. From my own perception, and what I've seen according to history, like I mentioned Obasanjo to you, Obasanjo got there with the support of the northerners. Aulowo is one of the best politicians Yoruba has ever produced. And it's an icon, you understand? But he never became president. Now they call him the president that never be. Because, you know, the fight between him and Akitola, go and read that history. Akitola told, said, told Aulowo that we should join with these people because they want to include, Tafabalewa want to include Aulowo. Aulowo don't want to work with them. But Akitola support to work with them. That's how they, they started the fight. Yeah, I think I just have little thing just to say there. If you look at the history about politics in Nigeria, at least if we're not born there, we read a lot about history in Nigeria. And also, if you are saying that, uh, do you know that Obasanjo winning 1999 election was just compensation to Yoruba because they denied MK Abela the presidency? It yeah, was compensation. Why did we because Yoruba because Yoruba don't believe in him. That they believe that he's more of a polygamous. Polyga that means the which, yeah. which, 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 if which we all know the truth that he is not truly a Yoruba person. Right now he's trying to come that oh he's a pan Yoruba. He loves Yoruba. That means they have the power to impose for no, or not. No, it, it was just it's this, this is the bit of democracy. So we call yeah. majority, majority yeah, kind of, that, majority yeah, kind yeah, of. No, yeah, that's what you see. If, getting back like, to the, my point, the, the issue is they that the issue is just that if today that means they have the political power. If today, if we have election that's between the South, real South and North election, I'm telling you, the North will not be able to win. They might have the numbers, but I if you be. have what we call a genuine election today, mm -hmm. that's between the South, mm -hmm. but because today, even if you as a Yoruba decide to, to play your own politics locally with your people, the Igbo want to play down to locally too. Everybody is looking for what we call vested interest in politics. Mm -hmm. Why do we go into politics? Because we want what we call vested, everybody has their own interest. You have your interest going to politics today. Mm -hmm. I have my own interest. My interest and your interest might not be the same thing. But if you look at the tussle between like Ladik Akintola and Awolowo, Awolowo believed that Ladik Akintola betrayed him by aligning with the Northerners. Because he won Awolowo won the part of the, to the men in the in the in the Southwest. That is what he wanted. But we leave that from that anyway. But let's not let's not go too far into that. But the issue is just you're talking about if Showe does not win the North. He cannot win the presidential election. I'm not arguing that with you. What I'm saying is just that despite that, you should also play your own rules by supporting him. If you play your own role, I play my own role. If he doesn't win, so be it. But I prefer to waste my vote for Shogure than to vote for APC or PDP. I told my family back home that a moment I have a cousin who supports PDP. I asked him one day, how are these people make your life better? He cannot answer. Now you're stringing articulate, articulate on social media. I'm not trying to force my belief on anybody. No, I don't want. I still respect your choice, your decision. But if we continue to talk, to say the same thing every time, we cannot get it right as a Nigerian. Our generation cannot get it right. We have to let these people know that we are more civilized than them. They might have the numbers. They might have the people that can go and stable up process for them. But we have the media space. We, have, we are more intelligent than them. Today, let me tell you today, not only don't go to school. But they have the highest appointment in the, in the federal government agencies. They dominate the custom, they dominate the navy. They don't even know how to swim, but they dominate the navy. Normally, the navy should be dominated by the people from the south, south, south and southwest. But they're not dominated. Because 
they put their people everywhere. They place them everywhere. In case tomorrow there's a problem in Nigeria, they can start to fight back. Until when you and I begin to look in one time ourselves, when you put your people's interests at heart, our law was, was more of a pan-Yoruba. Yoruba love him because it brought civilization to Yoruba. Through our law, many Yorubas, they became civilized. They, became, they, went to, they went to UK to study. Missionary was able to build school in Yoruba land. Our law brought development to Yoruba land, which we can't just, we can't argue about that. But the fact is just that you also need to play your own part in this generation. You have to stand on your feet and let people know that, look, you can ring the election, but I'm going to vote for this person. Let your support come from your heart. You don't allow people to tell you that, oh, because you don't have the numbers, you cannot win. Because you don't have support, you cannot win. This has, this has been our problem since 2000, since I've been growing up in this politics in Nigeria. This is what I'm telling you. I remember vividly then when you had a guy who was contesting in my local government then, under APC, um, uh, what's the name of this party then? Uh, was it AD? It was between AD and uh, uh, MP. Was it AD? I think well, this guy was one of this party. But because this guy was popular, people said, oh, the party doesn't have structure. That was how he lost the election. But he was a better candidate for the, for the job than the other guy from the, from the AD. So we have to begin to be responsible to this generation that we are in. If we continue like this, these people will rule us for the rest of our life. Let's take this decision. Let's support the candidate we believe in. I'm not only to support what is your decision, but if you know you believe in his philosophy, support him wholeheartedly with sincerity. Forget about PDP where they have to tell you oh, okay, he has let, let me, let me, I have to come in at this point. This conversation is, is, is going somewhere else. So now, let's move from national to state level. You guys are both poly, are both Lagosians. And we feel like one of the recurring themes of the conversation is how Tinubu has captured Lagos State for basically 20 years, since 1999 to 2019. And I think we've, he's always had more formidable opposition until this time. Because in my opinion, I don't think there is a form of opposition at this point. Because, because for right now, I think the PDP has not been able to match up with the APC as much as we expected in Lagos State. So now my question is, how do we dismantle the Tinumbu dynasty in Lagos, the political dynasty in Lagos State? If I... Uh, so dismantle... Tinubu's dynasty... Political dynasty, yeah. It's is like a big mountain to climb because Tinubu has very, very strong structure in every part of politics you can talk about. Not only Lagos State and Western State. For example, in Lagos State, he owns virtually all the local government chairmen all the 50 local... And if you see, I'm very close to my local government chairman. The last election, I supported the guy because I believe in him. It's APC. My problem is I believe in people. Okay, like in my local government now, there are people contesting. I believe in some people. They are APC and I give them support. Tinubu has a very strong, like I said, structure. Not even... You have kind of stronger... I don't know what I'll call it, charisma on his people. The people that support APC in Lagos, eh? 
They're very passionate about Tinubu. Anytime I try to oppose him, you can see many people, even they can try to kill him. You know why? He did not build a structure based on politics alone. He built it on money. Because, you know, like Mandela said, if you want to kill a country, first kill the education. You know what Bolatinbo did? That's why you cannot see him doing like Aulo, promoting education, free education or anything. He, makes, he neglected the education. So now the school system churn out educated illiterate boys. You can see when Tunumbu, when they're having an election, you see people like MC Uluomo, you see the, what, the, what I mean? The touts. They are more celebrated than the education, educated people in Lagos State. MC Uluomo will go into state house before you can go there. He can do anything. The police knows him. He called the police. They are his beckon. It's Tunumbu that gives them the power. He empowered those people that are, educate, that are not educated, that can listen to him and do anything for him. They don't do election. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you today that in election in Lagos, people don't come out and vote. Do you believe that? But the vote will be counted. I noticed it in two elections now. People don't want to vote. They, they will tell you that even you vote, you don't vote. Tinumbu will win. You understand? He is he, in charge of the system. Both the police, the security, the people. You know, in one local government, when they, I can show you a lot of videos. I belong to many groups of all these local governments. They do meetings almost twice a week. You cannot imagine the turnout of people that come to that meeting on PDP. You know, APC, they do meetings like two, two times, three times a week in the local government. Different kind of meetings. You can see more than 20 groups. Some will look group, Ambode group, this group. They do meetings and they come in thousands. You know what they come there for? Not because of that meeting alone. They get paid. People are poor. That's why I tell you about poverty. Poverty makes people to be controlled. You know what they will tell you when you tell them, so if you get there, you go and eat his own too. He will give us first. How can you be giving people bread, one bag of rice, and they are loyal to you? They are loyal to them. Eh? You know one day I tell one guy, this bag of rice, they give you five kilos. When you eat it, you see, it's, it's still better than somebody who don't bring at all. You think, I, he said, you know, Gudu, I collect this guy's rice now. If I don't vote for him, God will punish me. That one that don't give me, why, why, why I vote for him for what? I will not see him. When he gets there, I cannot see him again. That is the mentality they put them into. It's very, it's not easy to change. So I want, like, I, nobody wants Tinumbu, like what uh, Agbaje is saying. I will support Agbaje. I will not, like you see me, no matter what, I will never support Someone who is from my school is close to me. He's from Ibobi College. He's an Ibobian. I can get anything I want from the government. But I cannot support APC. I'll tell you today. I want APC to be out. I want Tinubu to be out because it's the one, it's a major problem, not only Lagos State. The old Yoruba land, we have problem because of Bola Tinubu. Because Lagos State is our stronghold. The moment we have Lagos and we have it right in Lagos, we Yorubas don't need president. I told you, Shagari. Time they were corrupt with Umaru Diko, but Jack Onde was able to build Lagos because that is our stronghold. Jack Onde built houses. Jack Onde houses are almost in all local government. He controlled the price of. I remember what I tell you about price control. When Jack Onde came, the transportation was controlled. You know how much you have to pay from Yaba to here. You see, that's, it's Jack Onde that painted all those yellow and black. You see, they painted it and they put the price you have to pay inside the bus. You don't pay more than that. And he used the housing he built to control the pricing of the house so that the basic basic salary 
could align with the basic need. That's when we started having a structure. We don't think about federal government corrupt. Chagari is more corrupt than this government, PDP you are talking about. But we could survive it. We still have free education. I remember it was my final year in school. We did, I did not pay for work. I did not pay for jam. And we have food. You know, we call it, you eat as you like during Jack on these five years in government. We were eating, you know, you eat as you like and free education. And he built Lasso in one year. He built Lagos Temple. You know, you know, we were developing. We don't care about people. You understand? Because we have the money. But you know what happened now? We have people in, the, in Lagos. People like Brother Tinubu came without nothing. Now he has, when, after his eight years, he has, he has three private jets. Jack Conde, after leaving the government, the house he had before the government, still the house is living till now. You don't hear Jack Conde has Oriental Hotel. He doesn't own any other thing. Well, I, I think uh, what, what um, he was saying is just that uh, if you're looking at going back to, if you look at it very, very well, I will say one, one of the issues we're having in Yoruba is just that Yoruba lack cooperation as, <clears throat> as a group to develop. We lack cooperation. And also, if we try to go into regional government, regional government can still be achieved in Yoruba land. For example, in 1999, at least, almost all Yoruba states is controlled by AD, Alliance for Democracy. What did we achieve under AD? Like I said, I will always say these people, they are not to be trusted. We need to change the generation of our leaders. We need to bring in leaders with different ideas, with different understanding. Who can turn around things for us for better in, in, in Nigeria as a whole? AD control Yoruba state, all Yoruba states, because I remember vividly, Oshoba was in on, uh, was there. Lamadishna was in Oyo State. Uh, also, we have uh, Adebayo in uh, in Nikiti. We have Balametunbu in Lagos. We have uh, Adefarati in Ondo State. So, basically, then we have generation of leaders in 1999 who were part of our law. Who we are, if, if they're not part of our 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 lower regime, they were part of a society, they were part of a system. They should have learned that the only way we can develop as a Yoruba was what they did was that they amount wealth from themselves. They built their five million dynasty, some even died along the line. But at the end of the day, what we need right now is just that we need to change our orientations. We, if you look at it right now, I like I, I always say that right now, even APC and PDP knows that the only party that is on ground like them is, is AAC. AAC so far has been to over 30 cities in Nigeria. Which other party has done that? Can I, campaigning today. Even if, if, yeah, even, even if it's... the governorship a, candidate? He's talking about Lagos State. Who is the governorship candidate of AAC in Lagos? <laughs> we have a governorship candidate in... Uh, I think I try to remember his name. I think the guy is from guy was from U, is from UK, moved uh, to Nigeria. Does this stand a chance at all of winning Lagos State? Uh, like you like you said, you know, a Lagos election is between tribalistic ideology and also people who claim not to claim to be out of the tribalism. In Lagos today, APC believe that if election is held in Lagos today, either with every way they can, they have to ring the election. Like you know, Lagos election is always ring in Lagos State. That's why you see that they don't spend much money in campaign. They, they give about, money. asking us about Lagos. Mm. Yeah, in La of yeah, in Lagos, we have so, a candidate in Lagos and the guy too is campaigning too. We have all the, the three central districts in Lagos who have candidates there. They have for us of reps, they have for us of assembly. 
AAC give opportunity. Even you yourself, you can you can run for office under AAC if you believe in yourself. If you know you have what it takes, AAC give you opportunity. They are not telling you to come and pay millions of dollars to purchase form. No, if you know you're good social capacity, get form. My plan is after this year's election, I will also try to 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 run for the offices too. We have to get involved in politics. We have yeah, to see. That's the only way we can take back our country future, from this yeah, criminals. Like I said before, it's for future. Like, like you said, in Lagos State, Lagos State election is not between a PDP and, and APC. It, this Lagos election will be, will be determined when there's debate, people begin to say what... If you look at right now, what is, what is argument from Jimmy Agbaje to APC candidate that, oh, he's going to take over Lagos State from Godfatherism? <clears throat> Because PDP party is empty too. PDP in all PD, in all states that's occupied by PDP, PDP put all their people there that controls all the local government too. So both APC and PDP they have the same strategy. They are not different. They are the same criminals. They are the same ambrobas. They just have different names. They believe in the same political ideology. Don't see this is all that I won't say this to anybody. I don't care. PDP and APC is the same people. They just just like when you see football football team. Okay, so, so basically, does that mean that since they are both the same people, does that mean that Tinubu's uh, political dynasty in Lagos cannot be put to an end? Or since the two most viable parties are basically the same, then let the status quo maintain its course? Is that basically the, your argument yeah. as it relates to this? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, That's I, not my I, argument. My, my argument is Tinubu is strong. But Agbaje is going to challenge him properly. Because right now, they know Agbaje is a challenge. So they are trying to disrupt all the PDP structures in Lagos. And they are gaining, they're gaining ground. You know? That's a major problem with PDP before. When they were in, the, in, in power, when they were in power, they neglect Lagos. They don't care. You know why? The people at the top don't care about people down. That's the problem. They don't. They, they are not in cohesion in PDP. That's why they lost Nigeria. But Tinumbu is a person. is a is a practical person, and it takes political business very very serious. More than what you think about. They can. They can. I always argue with APC people. Don't think they cannot take Lagos from Tinumbu. They can. I love Jimmy for still coming out. You know, many people have lost hope. He's been coming out to try to challenge them. He just needs support. But the problem is, before I can talk about Jimmy Abadi, I don't know his, his strategy. He should know how to win and how, how he has lost before. Yeah. But how can I block how I've lost before? If he can do it, he will win. Because at the first, every time he contests with them, he's always close. They don't win him so marginally. He's always close. Even the last election, people said they even won the title league against him. But he should know because he's, he has a lot in, enough experience to know how he has been losing and how he can block it. For him to come out again, if he's truly in his heart that he's not working with them for for Bolatinumbu, that he is doing it truly, I think he should know better. He could win. But the problem is he, he lacks a very strong his structure is not as strong as Bolatinumbu. So the problem Jimmy is having, I'll tell you. You know, when there's no more election, like people will say, Jimmy will disappear. Yes. And when there's election, it comes. 
And you, you forget to know one thing that when there's no election or election, Bola Tinumbu is always taking care of his structure. All those chairmen of local government of the party, they get paid. They get closer to him. They always have meetings. But you know, after election, PDP don't have meetings. They, they are, they are lo- I'm part of it. You understand? You find out that all the uh, secretariat are close to like six months to next election. People already disintegrate. Some of them already start collecting money from AC, APC. They will go and join, find a job among APC and be making money. You understand? APC will give them jobs on the street. You understand? So the problem, PDP is deteriorating in Lagos when it comes to structure. But the misstance now is that people really want Bolatin move out so he can take advantage of the situation. You know, APC is producing a situation people suffer a lot. You understand? So Jimmy could take advantage. People can vote for PDP. But the problem is, can that vote count? Can you make it count? The problem of Shogure you are talking about, I can tell you that if they go on normal election, even in the North, Shogure can, it can win by, if they count, if like we have external body like America come to Nigeria, they make sure our election counts, Shogure will win. I'll vote for Shogure. But I know elections don't count. I have enough experience to tell you that. That these people, they are the ones that choose INEC. They're the one that choose everything. You know what happened in the kitty and in um, in um, the uh, ocean? They can change. It's not what we vote that they count. Uh, until the day, I know that our vote counts. I'll vote for the right candidate. Well, I, I think I, I just have my own uh, uh, reasoning about politics in Lagos. If you look at Lagos politics, Lagos votes personality, not party. They vote whoever this Tunumbu group. There's a group called Mandate Group in Lagos. Mandate Group, they are the one that will bring the councillors to the local government. They are the one that will bring the uh, chairman of the local government. That is how Tunumbu build this dynasty in Lagos. If you ask me today, can Jimabaje defeat APC in Lagos? I will say no. And the reason is that, first and foremost, the party Jimagbaji is using to come, PDP. Many, many Yorubas hate anything from PDP. And there's no way he can win with only the vote from, uh, from the uh, South, uh, from the Igbos and the South, 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 only in Lagos. The Agusa that live in Lagos, we always vote for APC. Because uh, up to today, even you and I, if you disagree that we don't like, we don't like uh, Baba Goslo. Many from the north, they see him as their Messiah. You see him as their Lord. Today, many can kill because of Buari in the north. They can even kill if you want to say Buari is corrupt. Because they believe he's the, Buari is the most sincere person they have left in the north. If you look at the election in Lagos, this year election in Lagos will, be, will make what we call... In fact, this year election in Nigeria, 2019, will take a new dimension. People begin to see different faces in government. People begin to challenge the government. Tunumbu's way of ruling Lagos still remains the same strategy. Whatever you know is your stronghold, it causes chaos there. People will not come out to vote. That is, that is Tunumbu's strategy. If you remember last election, 2015, you remember PDP won, uh, won in Oshinisola uh, local government, right? After they doing, doing the by election, APC won. Because why? They shared their strategy. The only we, Jimangbaje, could have won PDP 
APC in Lagos, if he has go through the normal without PDP. Personally, I don't believe in PDP. I don't believe in APC. Either they're going to count the vote or they're not going to count the vote. My choice will remain my choice. Not because, because I love the leadership style of Showere. I love the way he carries people along on everything he's doing. And also, if you look at Tunubu as a person, Tunubu is give and take leadership he's doing. Tunubu take 1,000 era and share 15 era among all of you on the down. You give you 15 era, you take your own and share the rest among your, your subordinates. That is Tunubu's strategy. When there is time for Christmas, now they will share party rice. Maybe like one, one direka for each of you. At least you will eat one direka of rice in your house if you're a member of APC during this time. For sure, in Lagos State. They will tell you this food is from party. You don't give you money, you promise you a job, they promise you a good life, they promise you good health, health care. Nothing comes for you, nothing. You get nothing in return. What I'm going to tell you is just that I might have my own choice, I might have your own choice, but our political our philosophy might be different. But at least both of us we want a better Nigeria. We want a Nigeria that works for all. We want a Nigeria that you go back home, you feel secure, you feel safe. Even every, everywhere you go, everywhere you go to in Nigeria. That's the kind of Nigeria that we want. Okay. I'm telling you today, we are taking a new dimension in Nigeria. And Tinubu has to be stopped for Lagos to grow. Tinubu, if you don't stop Tinubu, Lagos cannot grow. But not Jimabaji that will stop Tinubu in Lagos. We need somebody, a young guy with a new with a different idea in Lagos, with who has a good good background, who does not belong to the cabal. You may not belong to the cabal, so he cannot win Lagos. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But let me just chip in a little thing there. You know, in Lagos especially, I know about winning and losing elections very well because I've been part of it. The only person that can challenge Bola Tenobu is teaching Magwadi. Because in Lagos, you need a lot of structure, and those structures has to do with the polling units. Do you have manpower for to 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 man polling units alone in Lagos? Do you know how many polling units we have? So that's why I ask you, who is your candidate? I look at the the, the thing is, you need a in present day politics, you need a lot of money. You don't tell somebody to call and man your polling units for free. You know that you got to pay them. You have to have meeting, meet, um, meetings with them and you have to trust them because they're not going to be corrupt. That election, that place is not going to be rigged because there's corruption still existing. We cannot do away with it. You have to see, see people exchanging ballot boxes. You know, they exchange ballot boxes. So how many polling units do you have? How many men you have on ground to man these polling units? And how many collection officers do you have? Jimmy, has, Jimmy is not really a politician. He's banking on established structures. That's why I still depend on people like Bode George who are sellouts to me. You understand? There's no other party that has structure. And even my men, I support, I said, I, I, PDP, they must take Lagos and it's only Jimmy can go. Most of APC men are my men. They say, Baba, yes, we want Lagos State to go, but there's no structure for Jimmy Abadi. If you think, if you, you know very well about this thing, I say, yes, the only thing I know that Jimmy doesn't have to compete with APC is enough structure. He doesn't have it. He himself is not a grassroots man. I know him very well. He disappears all the time. Jimmy has not even been to many local governments to meet young boys like Shore goes. He, he don't even go. He only campaign on TV. Ever. He don't go to local government to meet people. You don't understand. You don't have structures. 
You see someone going to Obas, you see, as a show, going to visit a lot of people, a lot of class, a lot of even Aousas, Igbo, Wayne, Igbo. Jimmy doesn't do it. It's just banking that we take Lagos back on TV, banking on the people to, okay, let's say the people vote for you. Can those vote count if they want it to count? You know, the only thing is riding on. People are tired of APC. You know, the way people are tired of good luck and we just bring it. We, we, this guy contested that many times. This is our president, Buari. It's the fourth time. Can't we see him the, three times before that? But because people are tired of Jonathan, and everybody just wants him to go. We don't even check properly who anybody, we just want anybody to come. We don't even look at this military man if he's better than uh, good luck or not. We, imagine we choose a primary six older that doesn't have a certificate and we, we drove away a PhD older. Out of desperacy, the same thing can happen in Lagos. Out of desperacy, but how can we make it count? I want to vote for the man AAC or I cannot follow my GPN. I'm a GPN. I told my candidate. I was supposed to be the candidate. At a certain time, I said, we don't have a structure enough. Then they put, we have Ibo, Ibo guy, Oji, contest. I said, you are dreaming. I'm GPN, but I'll not follow you. I'll still remain GPN. You know what I mean? But the strongest candidate still remains Sonwolu. The challenger, Agbaje, but how serious is Agbaje? Agbaje has an opportunity because people are tired of APC. I'll tell you, APC is just a media propagandist, people. Okay, okay, okay. Let's. I think it's time for us to round this up. Like we've been speaking for the past two hours on the state of the nation, we've talked about mainly the political space. So, on a parting note, how do we move Nigeria forward? One minute each. How do we move Nigeria forward? I think one of the ways I think we can move Nigeria forward is just we need people who are responsible leaders, leaders who will be responsible for their actions, leaders who pull the people' interests. Us, not their own interest or their family interest. We need a leader that is ready to, to govern. We need a leader that is ready to be to be accountable for his or her action. We need a leader that can tell the people the way to go. We need a leader that can provide what we need, social amenities, who can provide good road, good educational, good electricity for us, good water, and also good security. Because any any any, any society that is without security cannot grow. So we need society, we need security in Nigeria to move the country forward. So, at the long run, we need a leader that must be responsible for his action in our country. Yeah, I think, uh, like I always say, for Nigeria to move forward, first and foremost, we need to have uh, someone that is ready to give us electricity. I always say it. Like, uh, what I always analyze, uh, a philosophy I always share with my, my friends, I said, God himself that we all believe. I know Almost everybody knows there is God. Either you serve him or you don't serve him. There is God and the creation and the Bible. When God himself created the world, he said he created everything beautifully. But they were moving all about like aimlessly. And what did he do? He said, let there be light. And there was light, right? And when he, put, when, when he created light, just like electricity, everything became in perfect position. If we have 4,000 megawatts for 200 million people, my brother, everything will happen. There will be poverty, and when there's poverty, there will be anarchy, there will be different crime. You know, every, every, every time in Nigeria, you see that we have different crime coming up. Today, they have 
this one, I don't badu killing. Now the girls cannot wear their underwear to their boyfriend. Their boyfriends are using their underwear to do. We will have that because of poverty. And poverty arises from the fact that we don't have electricity. There's no country. You, you, and Nigeria always discuss economy where the most economy. Well, you don't talk about economy when you don't have electricity in the modern world. Because electricity brings everything. Where we are now, if there's no say, can we be doing this? Do you know how many things they produce? 90% of what we use in this country is produced here. They don't tell you not to bring your Versace. You see, Versace is there. All the, people don't buy it to say it's, more so, it's almost as equal as that produced here. Until the day we have electricity to start producing our things the way it happens in our father's days. Until we go back to what our, our old law was established that we have electricity enough, all, all the factories, our law bringing the tobacco companies, and we have companies really living. You know, when there's electricity, there'll be security, there'll be jobs. And when there's jobs, people are contented. The government don't need to help people. People, their environment will be done. So what we need in Nigeria, first and foremost, is a government that can give us electricity. And you see the APC Next Agenda, they said they're giving us 1,000 megawatts every year. I told someone, so to give us, the, we need about 100,000 megawatts. So we need, APC has to be there for 100,000 years or 50,000 years before we move forward. So that's why I never support APC. But I see something will be the vice president of PDP in that debate with, I saw that the guy has intention of moving us forward. I believe we have only two evil, like I said. The lesser one to me is PDP that can produce us forward. That's mine. Well, it's been an accelerating and insightful two hours of conversation surrounding the political space of Nigeria. And at this point, I think we'll have to call it a day. Um, we're pleased to have in the studio uh, to my left, uh, Mr. Tunji Iwaini, a political analyst and a member of the uh, AAC Take It Back movement. And also uh, to my right, we have Mr. Kunle Ogwande, a GPN member, which is a uh, Green Party of Nigeria and also a grassroots politician. So we've, had, we've spent the past two hours talking with them about various issues and we're very glad to have you guys in the studio with us. So this is also, just to remind you, this is the Other Room Podcast, episode 48, State of the Nation. And it's time to sign out. My name is Anthony. We'll catch you guys next week on the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good day. And Happy New Year's, everybody.